Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of The Optimist. I'm on here today uh, to do a little wrap-up of the Super Bowl, look forward to the NBA All-Star Game, and also the NHL, uh, talk about the Rangers, who are very hot right now, winners of six in a row. But I do want to come on and talk about, uh, wrap up the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, just a quick wrap up. Um, it was a great game, uh, you know, back and forth the whole way. The Eagles hung tough for the whole game. Uh, unfortunate call at the end. I didn't, I didn't like that call. Uh, don't think they should have called it. But at the end of the day, both teams deserve to win in my eyes. Uh, but the Chiefs came away victorious with their second Super Bowl in four years. Patrick Mahomes does it again. Uh, just incredible. Uh, I mean, an incredible talent. Obviously, he had that injury with the high ankle sprain, but he delivered in a big way on Super Bowl Sunday. And let's look at his stats here. But, I mean, what a performance it was. He threw for 286 yards and two touchdowns and rushed for another 29 yards and one touchdown. Named Super Bowl MVP. Um, another Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he won back in 2019. And now he wins another one this year. But um, just an incredible performance from him. And Jalen Hurts as well uh, from the Eagles side. He played stellar football. Uh, I mean, you look at his stats. He threw for 304 yards. Had that big touchdown to A.J. Brown. Uh, ran in a touchdown on the QB sneak. And he had that big fumble that proved costly in the end. Uh, Nick Bolton, the Chiefs linebacker, picked it up and scored. So that proved very costly in the end. But, again, you can't put any blame on Jalen Hurts. He played a hell of a football game and deserves every bit of the praise he's getting. And he's due for a big contract um, coming up this offseason, and he will get one from the Philadelphia Eagles. So, again, well-deserved for Jalen Hurts. He had a hell of a season, and he's going to be rewarded big time uh, this offseason with a big contract extension. So, happy for him, although it wasn't the outcome he wanted, but he's going to get paid big time this offseason, and um, I think the Eagles will be back next year. They're my early favorites to make it back to the Super Bowl along with the Chiefs. But, again, uh, we'll see as things go, uh, as the offseason goes on and the season next year goes on. But I think the Eagles have a really good chance of making it back. Uh, they need Jason Kelsey to stay for another year. I think he's got another year under his belt. Uh, I don't think I don't think he'll retire, but yeah. So we'll see what happens. 
Thank you for joining me. Um, guys, uh, really appreciate the love that I get on this, on this feed with, uh, Spotify and with Instagram need all the help I can get with the followers and, uh, just, you know, putting my name out there with, uh, this show called the optimist. But yeah, as I was saying, it was a great Super Bowl, one of the best Super Bowls uh, we'll see in our lifetimes. I mean, and I said that going in, I think this is going to be a Super Bowl for the ages, and it was. I mean, you thought the Eagles had him at halftime, up 10, and, you know, the Chiefs came roaring back in the second half, scoring 21 points in or 24 points, rather, in the second half. Um, They had 14 points at halftime and ended up with 38 on the game-winning field goal by Harrison Bucker. So, yeah, what a performance by the Chiefs and a heartbreaking loss for the Eagles. But both teams, you got to tip your cap because that was a heck of a Super Bowl. But... The Chiefs come out on top, 38-35. Both teams deserve to win in my eyes, but only one team could, and that team was the Chiefs. They had their parade on Wednesday, and everyone was very excited and, you know, uh, having the time of their lives in Kansas City. But it was a great season, and it ended. couldn't have ended in a better way. Uh, on Sunday so Chiefs come out victorious and now we head to the offseason which is going to be a fun offseason especially for the New York Jets Um, we'll see what happens come March 15th when the offseason starts but again trades could happen up until that point Uh, Lamar Jackson Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they're both in flux with their contracts and one of those guys might get traded or both. We'll see what happens. I think the Jets will be in the mix for both of them. But again, uh, I mean, Rodgers, it looks like he's going to get traded or he might retire. He, as I said on last week's show, is going on a darkness retreat. And I think He has started the darkness retreat. I think he started it on Wednesday. But again, he's going to have to find out whether he still wants to play or not. I mean, this is a big decision. He's going on 40 years old now. Uh, He'll be 40 by the time next season starts. And we'll see if, you know, he still wants to play. If he still wants to play, will it be with the Jets, Raiders, or will he want to go back to the Packers? I don't think he's going back to Green Bay. I think he's going to go to the Jets, which would be a great landing spot for him, or the Raiders. They have his old friend Devontae Adams there who left last season and played one season with Derek Carr, who has now been released by the Las Vegas Raiders. It was an eventful nine-year career 
for Derek Carr in a Raiders uniform. He only had a top 20 defense once, so that is something to keep in mind. But again, um, he had a good career, not a great career for the Raiders, but we'll see if he can help a contending team out like the Jets, if the Jets decide to go that route, or the Buccaneers, who just lost Tom Brady to retirement. So we'll see what he decides to do, but it should be a very interesting offseason with the Jets deciding what route they need to go in terms of uh, quarterback, and they need some new offensive linemen. They could go that route in uh, at the draft. That could be a way they could go, but if they trade draft capital for Aaron Rodgers, they won't have a first-round pick or Lamar Jackson, so we'll see what happens there, but it should be a very fun offseason. I'm looking forward to seeing how it unfolds, and yeah, um, it's going to be very interesting to see, so looking forward to that, but for now, we have basketball and football coming up on the horizon. We have the all-star break. So it's going to be fun all-star break. You have two, sorry about that. You have uh, two Knicks in the all-star festivities with Julius Randle entering the three-point competition, and Jericho Sims in the dunk contest. So that should be fun. But again, uh, I mean, the Knicks with a great finish to the first half of the season. Jalen Brunson was incredible. I mean, you look at his numbers. He has been stellar for the New York Knicks this year coming over in free agency, and he's been more than what the Knicks have expected. In his last game versus the Hawks, he had 28 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Then the game before that against the Nets, he had 40 points on 15 of 21 shooting. Then against the Jazz two nights before that, he had 38 points and 5 assists. And then it goes on and on and on. A lot of 30-point games. He's had three 40-point games. So he's been incredible for the Knicks and the reason why they would be in the playoffs if the season ended today. They are a half game up on the Heat for the sixth seed, which is the cutoff line. Seven through ten is the play-in round, but the sixth seed would be in the playoffs and they would play the 76ers if the season ended today, but it should be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, Brunson has been great. Randall has stepped it up this year after having a down year last season, and they've really taken a liking to Brunson and what he brings to the table, and he just facilitates the ball really well. And he leads the Knicks uh, in a great way. So I love what I've seen from him. And the fact that he is not an all-star is a travesty because 
he's been incredible. He really has been. So, I mean, hats off to Jalen Brunson. And again, if the Knicks are playing this well, you never know what could happen in the future with super superstar players coming over and whatnot. So we'll see what happens in the future. But this is a great year for the Knicks to really move forward and see what happens. I don't think they're a championship contender yet. But again, they could be in the near future if they get another superstar to play alongside Brunson. So we'll see what happens there. But it's been a solid season for the Knicks. They are 33-27 and 27 at the break. Uh, their next game is against the Washington Wizards next Friday. So enjoy the All-Star break and then get ready for the second half run. Uh, yeah, get ready for a run in the second half. My apologies. But, yeah, so the Knicks are playing well. And then you go to the New York Rangers on the ice. And they've had a stellar second half so far and a stellar season. They are 32-14-8 on the year. And let me go to my notes here. But they are on a six-game winning streak. I mean... Philip Heedle has been playing great. 19 goals for him. Panarin had a four-goal game recently against the Hurricanes in their 6-2 victory over Carolina. And they've just been clicking on all cylinders. They traded for Vladimir Tarasenko, who is a, a great guy on the left wing. So it's been... Incredible to watch what the Rangers have done with this team and uh, what Chris Jury has done with this roster, uh, the GM of the Rangers. So we'll see if they make any more moves during uh, or before the trade deadline, rather. So we'll see what happens there. But Patrick Kane is out there, and he's uh, a world champion. One the Stanley Cup with the Chicago Blackhawks. So, again, it's been uh, a great season so far for the Rangers. We'll see if they add some more pieces. But, again, um, you know, they've really been great of late. They play the Edmonton Oilers tonight in Edmonton. Should be a great game. Obviously, the Oilers have Connor McDavid, who's a superstar, one of the best players in the NHL. But again, a great run for the Rangers. They have 72 points now, which is sixth in the Eastern Conference. They would be in the playoffs, but the East is, as someone said on Twitter, is hell. I mean, you have the Bruins, who are having a historic year. You have the Lightning. Uh, you have the Devils. You have the Maple Leaves. I mean, it goes on and on. And obviously you have the Rangers. So, um, you know, it's honestly 
Uh, my apologies. But it's, um, you know, been a great year for the Rangers. But again, the East is hard to get out of. Uh, the West is much easier. It's a much easier road to the Stanley Cup. But the East is not that way. So we'll see how it shakes out. But as you saw last year, the Rangers, you know, they, they beat the Penguins in seven games and then went on a run until they lost to the Lightning in six. Um, that was That was a tough blow for the Rangers. But they had a great run last year. Let's see if they can do it again in the postseason this year. But... Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. So again, uh, let me find my notes here. There we go. So Rangers winners of six straight. Now let's go to the NBA standings. See how it shakes out in the East and Western Conference right now. In the East, you have the Celtics sitting at 42 and 17 through 59 games. They are first in the East. The Bucks are second at 41 and 17, a half game behind Boston. Then in the three seed you have the 76ers at 38 and 19. Then fourth you have the Cavaliers at 38 and 23. Then the Nets in the five spot at 34 and 24. They had a big win the other night over the Heat. Mikael Bridges, the new acquisition coming over from the Suns in the Kevin Durant trade, scored 45 points. Incredible game for him, and I think that's a good spot for Bridges. Uh, didn't really get to have the ball a lot with Phoenix, but now he'll be able to handle the ball more and do a great job for the Nets. Uh, then in the sixth seed, you have the New York Knicks at 33-27, and 27, a half game in front of the Heat, who are 32-27. and 27. So they would play the 76ers if the season ended today, as I said earlier. But again, that five spot is very, uh, it's, it's a very doable uh, accomplishment. I mean, if they get that five spot, they'll be able to play the Cavaliers who, you know, they've beaten a couple times this year. So I believe they've beaten them once or twice this year. I forget, but they definitely have beaten them. So that would be a good series if they got that five spot and Brunson continues to play the way he's been playing. Um, that'll be exciting. So we'll see if they can accomplish that. And, you know, the Nets obviously lost Kevin Durant to a trade with the Suns and lost Kyrie Irving. So they lost their superstars. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they can... If they if they play 
great in these last 22 games, they can surpass the Nets for the five seed. Uh, then, as I mentioned, in the seven spot, you have the Heat at 32 and 27. Then in the eight seed, you have the Hawks at 29 and 30. They dropped that last game to the Knicks a couple nights ago before the break. Then you have the Wizards at 28 and 30. And then the Raptors at 28 and 31. And then the Bulls 26 and 33. Pacers 26 and 34. And then the Magic at 24 and 35. And then in the Western Conference, you have the Denver Nuggets at 41 and 18. The Grizzlies second at 35 and 22. The Kings having a good year. Uh, they're sitting at 32 and 25. Uh, they've dropped their last couple of games, but they are they're playing well this year. So they are the three seed in the West. Uh, then you have the Clippers at 33 and 28, the Suns at 32 and 28. Obviously, Kevin Durant is still recovering from an injury, but once he gets back, I'm sure they'll get on a roll. And then you have the Mavericks at 31 and 29 in the sixth spot, then the Pelicans at 30 and 29 in the seventh spot, Timberwolves in the eighth spot at 31 and 30. And then the Warriors at 29 and 29. And then in the 10 spot, you have the Thunder at 28 and 29. And then rounding out, you have the Jazz, Trailblazers, Lakers, Spurs, and Rockets. So we'll see what happens down the stretch. Let's look at the games from last night. There was three games yesterday. The Bucks beat the Bulls 112 to 100. The Wizards beat the Timberwolves 114 to 106. The Clippers beat the Suns 116 to 107. Let's look at the stats from this game. For the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard put up 16 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Marcus Morris had 4 points and 3 assists. Avicii Zubak had a solid game with 13 points and 12 rebounds. Paul George led the charge uh, with 26 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists. And then Terrence Mann had 26 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. So those were your leaders for the Clippers. And then for the Suns, you had Josh Kogi dropping 24 points and 5 rebounds for Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton with 18 points and 6 rebounds. And then Devin Booker with 19 points, 3 rebounds, and 9 assists. For the Suns, Chris Paul had an off game. He had 5 points, 3 rebounds, and 11 assists. So, rough game for Paul, who hasn't looked the same ever since a couple years ago when they lost the Bucks in the finals. He he struggled in that series, uh, and since then, he just hasn't looked quite the same. So, uh, it's been it's been a tough go of it for him. But, yeah, so. Let me know if you're struggling seeing my Instagram. I, I've been very 
in and out, but uh, let me know because I have been very staticky. But again, the Clippers beat the Suns 116 to 107. And then let's look at the Bucks and Bulls. For the Bucks, Grayson Allen had 10 points and 3 rebounds. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 2 points and 7 rebounds. Wow. A struggle for him. Oh, in 9 minutes. That's right. He left the game with an injury. Almost forgot about that. Um, he did leave the game with an injury. Let's hope he's okay. But I did almost forget about that. But <laughs> I remembered correctly. Uh, but Brooke Lopez led the charge with 33 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. So great night for Lopez. Uh, then Javon Carter, the guard, had 22 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds. Drew Holiday had 15 points, 9 rebounds, or 9 assists, and 6 rebounds. And then A.J. Green had 15 points, 2 rebounds, and 1 assists. So Great job by the Bucks picking up the slack for their injured soldier in Giannis Antetokounmpo, and that's what great teams do. And they are the one seed for a reason. Obviously, we have to hope that Giannis is okay, the Greek freak. But again, I mean, Lopez dropping 33 points, that's a hell of an outing for him. And that's what great teams do is pick up the slack for an injured teammate. And the Bucks did that here, beating the Bulls by 12 points, 112 to 100. And they go into the break 42 and 17, as I mentioned. But again, um, you know, it should be a great second half. A lot of teams in the mix here in the Eastern Conference. And it should be a fun finish. And we'll see what happens. But, oh, excuse me. The, the Bucks are 41-17. and 17, And the Celtics are 42-17. and 17. So the Bucks are a half game back now of the Celtics uh, for first in the East. Sorry, I was mistaken. But it happens. So... We'll see how the second half shakes out. So now we'll look at the NHL standings in both the Eastern and Western Conference. So in the Atlantic Division, we have the Bruins sitting at 41, 8, and 5. They beat the Predators last night 5-0. Uh, they have 87 points on the season in 54 games played. Just an incredible year for them. Historic. Uh, and we'll see if they can break the record in points and wins. Then you have the Maple Leafs sitting at 33-14-8. With 74 points. Second in the Atlantic Division. And it looks like they'll stay there. 
uh, or move down, uh, with the Lightning having 73 points and a 35-16-3 record. Then fourth in the Atlantic, you have the Panthers at 28-24-6 with 62 points. And then the Red Wings, 26-20-8 with 60 points. Obviously, they have Dylan Larkin, who's having a hell of a season. Larkin had three assists yesterday in the win over Calgary. So he's having a heck of a year. And I'm sure he would have gotten traded if the Red Wings weren't in the mix. But they are in the mix because of him. So he's having a heck of a year. And then it rounds out with the Sabres, Senators, and Canadians. Then in the Metropolitan Division, you have the Hurricanes first with 80 points. They won last night. And then you have the Devils with 75 points. They fell last night to the St. Louis Blues, 4-2. Tough loss for them. But they are still second in the Metropolitan Division. And then you have the Rangers, obviously, as I said, winners of six in a row, sitting at 32-14-8 with 72 points. They play the Edmonton Oilers tonight at 9 o'clock. That should be a good game, uh, looking for their seventh win in a row. Then you have the Penguins sitting at 27-17-9 with 63 points. They're in that 